Hey, my name is Ayoka, and welcome to this episode of Mind Elixir. Don't mind your business, mind my podcast, Mind Elixir. So today I'm going to be talking about some of the positive change brought by the Black Lives Matter movement because there's just been so much unity and like strength with all of us coming together for a common cause and I don't think people have talked about all of the positive things that's really come come from this movement. So first of all, let's talk about like the kind of catalysts, the ones who sparked well, the deaths that sparked this movement sort of. So, Breonna Taylor, she was an EMT, and basically early in the morning, the police busted into her her and her boyfriend's home with a battering ram, and she was shot multiple times, and the police said that they only fired because that because Breonna Taylor's boyfriend shot, but imagine if you just heard, like, a loud sound in the, in the middle of the morning and someone busted in, what would you think? I, I know I would think it was intruders. And he had a gun, and he, the, her boyfriend said that he was shooting in self-defense. They didn't know who it was. So, yeah. And basically, the police were there. It was this botched drug raid. Yeah. And Breonna Taylor, she was shot eight times and killed. So, that was just very upsetting to hear that. And basically, there's this new law called Breonna Taylor's Law. And it bans no-knock warrants, which are, and no-knock warrants are basically this, um, this type of warrant, which means the police, they don't have to announce themselves before coming into the house. So basically now, the Louisville police, they will have to knock on the door and announce themselves clearly, loudly, so that you can hear. You have, they have to announce themselves as having a warrant. And also, another thing they started was that officers, they must have a body camera. Or they have to turn it on at least five minutes before the execution of that search warrant. So that, like, you know, you have to have the incident recorded. Because, you know, some of these officers be turning off their body cameras. And that's when all things get a little crazy. And then we all know Derek Chavin, however you pronounce that scoundrel's name. He was the police officer that murdered George, George Floyd by literally kneeling on his neck literally choking him to death and he was arrested and sent to prison and for the people saying well George Floyd was resisting well he had a criminal history well here's the thing cops they aren't supposed to kill guilty people either so yeah not sure why that happened but anyway it's so much more complicated than that you can't really just simplify it to a few people but whether whether or not you believe these deaths were racially motivated, the black like the Black Lives Matter movement, it's still bringing up a whole bunch of conversations that need to be had, and bringing up a whole bunch of things that it's just really helping us change. For example, racist statues are being brought down, taken down, and I love it. I love to see it. And something I really liked was um this guy Edward Colston. There was a statue of him. And basically, he was he was dumped in the very harbor where his slave ships had once docked. And that was just like the sweet irony, the sweet irony of that. And lots of racist Confederate statues are being taken down. And I'm wondering why we even had these statues up in the first place. Why did we have these racist statues up? Like, what? What? And some people are complaining about it. They're saying, well, that's our history. 
Don't put it down. Southern pride. I hate it. No, just take those statues down as they should be taken down. They shouldn't even have been there in the first place. So that's good. Also, I know that a lot of racist students have are getting exposed as they should be because their actions need to be called out before it gets any worse. You know, Sky Jackson, she was exposing racist students. And it's better for a student, someone to be exposed for being racist now before they go and become a doctor and start doing all that medical racism. If you don't know what medical racism racism is, you can look that up. And some of these kids, like I used to, I'm looking at on Instagram and seeing these kids that are getting exposed for it and online about these kids getting exposed. Like they're hella racist on their snap personal Snapchat and Instagram spam accounts. And I'm, I'm just like shook. Some people are literally doing blackface, and it's like, dang, how did you think that was okay? How did you think that was okay? And also, many movies and, like, some TV shows and stuff, they're being taken down, and people are reconsidering these movies that are, that some that may have romanticized racism or encouraged negative, negative and racist stereotypes. I've also been seeing a whole lot of infographics on social media about various things like what is systemic racism, microaggressions, what's happening here and what's happening there. I feel like as a whole as a whole yeah, as a whole um these infographics have just have just gotten super popular really. And a whole bunch of other brands and organizations they're starting to be more transparent with the the diversity and um who makes up their teams and they're starting to make room for more diversity on their team. And they're actually dropping the percentages of how many people of each race they have. And they're like, we can do better. And they're taking accountability. So that's great, too. And I've noticed a lot of people have been learning about white privilege, what it is. And obviously, white privilege, it doesn't mean that you haven't struggled. There may be other aspects of your life that you have struggled for. But your race, it does. it's not going to make your life harder. You know what I mean? Even if it's not, it's not necessarily like saying... Oh, you you can go to college because you're white and I can't go to college because I'm black. No, it's not like that. It's just little things like having people of your race represented in the media and they're not just one-dimensional or side characters. Or maybe having, having dolls in your skin tone. Obviously, they've gotten a lot better with that now. But another example of white privilege would be like literally just having band-aids that come in your skin color or crayons that come in your with your skin color. Or maybe the fact that, um, oh, ballet shoes, literally, they only had ballet shoes in the light pink color. And that doesn't really look good on with brown skin or other skin tones. And because, you know, the ballet shoe, it's supposed to like make your legs look longer. It's supposed to accentuate or something like your figure or something like that. And now they've just recently started making brown colored and different colored ballet shoes to complement other skin tones for people of other races. So that was just another example of white privilege that you may not have noticed. And I've noticed a lot of people are also educating themselves about important topics. And that's great too. Which another thing is, so I've noticed when, it's when educating yourself, it's okay to be curious and I understand that sometimes you may want a personal account from someone about something or like an explanation of something. But other times people should stop always expecting other groups like marginalized people or minorities or people of color or a certain group of people to always educate you on a subject. When you can literally go to Google, you go read a book, like 
I be seeing all the time I see people ask the dumbest or the most obvious questions in comment sections. Like seriously. People be asking like, what is white privilege? What is systemic racism? Go look that up. It's not hard to look up what something is. You shouldn't always expect us people of color or whichever other group it is to educate you on something when you can literally go look it up. But I understand sometimes you may want a more personal account on something, but other times Google is free. Go use it. Some people act like they don't have Google. Go look it up. It's not that hard. And also something... So, going off the statue type of thing and how, let's compare, like, how post-Holocaust Germany. So, in Germany, people, they are required to learn about the Holocaust and people, and they don't have Hitler statues up there. Why do we have statues of Confederate people? That makes no sense. And also, I'm pretty sure that um, distribution of Nazi symbols, neo-Nazi groups, they're banned over there in Germany, too. And obviously it's America and like one of the main things about America is like freedom, my rights, all of that. And we can't just do that. But maybe it should just be a little bit more stricter. I guess that's what I'm kind of trying to say. And also with police reform. There's been a lot of police reform going on. There have been, there have been several states that's actually banned chokeholds and any other airway restricting techniques. So that's really great. And a bun whole bunch of other states across the nation, they're reviewing their policies and their laws with the policemen and regarding all of that. And they are requiring officers to use body cameras, body cameras and dash cams because, you know, to record the incident. Don't want suspicious stuff going on. Don't want other police brutality incidents happening and then there not being any evidence. And they're also... um proposing laws to accelerate the release the release of these videos whenever an incident does happen because you know I've noticed how long it always takes so long for them to release the body camera footage or the footage of incidents of these police brutality incidents that happen and it's like why and then in California some of the prosecutors they're actually saying they're actually telling the state bar to ban district attorneys attorneys from accepting money from the police officers, police officer unions, police unions, which basically to me sounds like bribes so that you won't send the police officers to prison for misconduct or whatever. So that's great too because we don't like bribes. That's not cool. And also some other things are some cities they're actually requiring they're making it mandatory for officers to intervene if they see someone using an unnecessary amount of force, an unwarranted amount of force. Like, they're actually making that mandatory, which should have been done a while ago, but, you know, progress is progress. It's still great. We still have a long way to go, but it's great what we are doing right now, and hopefully that can make something better happen. And also, many people are talking about defunding the police, Defunding, by the way, defunding the police is not abolishing it. Not about, we're not abolishing the police. Please. I need to tell you that. Because some people think that. And it's like, how did you get that idea? It's not that hard to look up what defunding the police means. And you would see that it's not the same as abolishing. But still, some people think that's what defunding is. And actually, I made this little infographic, if that's what it's called. I posted one on my Instagram. It's called about what defunding the police is but if you do not know what defunding the police is it's basically um you're just moving some of the police 
the police department's combined $115 billion budget to resources for helping better our communities all around all around the U.S. And um, things like um, mental health resources and facilities. Hold up. And the USPS, the Postal Service, because for some reason, people, the government, they're trying to defund that. Not sure why. Doesn't make sense. Because we need to do our mail. And also schools. And also, actually, something I heard they're doing right now is, like, certain, some of the police departments, whenever they get a call for a certain situation, they'll assess if that situation, they actually need a mental health professional to be there. And instead of sending the police over, they'll send um, one of their mental health professionals over. Because, you know, sometimes when the police are sent over to a situation that they aren't necessarily specialized in, this can really cause it to turn violent, and this can escalate the situation. And the person there they'll become panicked and that isn't very helpful yeah so it's great that they're actually taking proper measures now and the police are not getting abolished please do not confuse abolishing the police with defunding the police and if you want to learn more about this there's actually a little infographic a post i made on my instagram at mine.elixir yes i have to hype myself up because it kind of flopped so please go check it out at mine.elixir and, you know, sometimes there can be violence from both sides, like the police and the protesters. And, you know, but the police many times, they'll escalate situations. Even if you're, like, imagine if you're just casually protesting and you see an officer all decked out in their military gear with some big guns. Like, I'd be scared. I haven't gone protesting, but, like, if I saw that, I'd be pretty scared. Listen to this. 80% of protests are peaceful. So people are always bringing up like, oh, but what about the looting? What about the fire? Shut up. No one cares. I mean, I care, but, but, like, stop trying to just focus on only the, only the violent protests whenever 80% of them are peaceful. And many times it may be even just be the police that escalate the situation. And I, something I really dislike is how people, they'll always bring up Martin Luther King and say, well, he wouldn't want this. He would want peace. Like, please. Like, um, okay. What was the point in saying that? Stop. People are always trying to pull the dead person card. And I'm like, really? What's the point of that? We're literally in a movement for human rights. And you're trying to bring up, oh, well, what about peace? Martin Luther King, he wouldn't want that. No. Because that's really just unnecessary. Stop trying to pull the dead person card. It's not cute. It's not cool. And I'm not sitting here saying I want people to be violent and attack the policemen. No. But many of the greatest movements, like many of the, a lot of, well not greatest, but not every um, change in history was peaceful. Like it didn't result from people being peaceful. That's what I'm trying to say, I guess. Like not every movement was completely peaceful. I mean, sometimes actions will speak louder than just words. But, like, I'm not saying that you should just go out and be violent, loot, and do all that. And I also noticed that people on social media, like, some certain white supremacist-type people, they were bringing up some, this one white kid that got killed by a black man and saying, Justice for Timmy! Like, I don't even know what this kid's name is, I'm just gonna call him Timmy. Like, but honestly, I feel like these people who were bringing up this boy, they were only just jealous, and they were really just looking for an excuse to be racist for no reason.
Because listen, this kid that was, this white kid that was killed by a black man, the man who did this, he got arrested. He got put in prison. So I'm not sure why you're saying justice for Timmy. Timmy, say his name. You guys don't care about him. All lives matter. And going off the all lives matter topic, some people are just so ignorant on racist, honestly. Like, so honestly, yes, of course, all lives do matter. But in this day and age, whenever you're in this time right now, whenever you say all lives matter, you're saying it as a rebuttal to the Black Lives Matter movement, a movement that is fighting for racial equality, which kind of makes you sound racist. So yeah, and whenever people, what was I even going to say, huh? Oh, so people will always be talking about, well, if the roles were reversed, well, it's not always about if the roles were reversed. The only reason people think the Black Lives Matter movement is racist is because the past, like, the white, the white power movements, those were racist. They were telling people they're less than. But the Black Lives Matter movement is for human rights. It's for saying we're all equal. We all, we're all deserving of rights. But the white power movements, like, just think about the, whenever someone says black power, they aren't saying, you're less than me. But whenever someone says, white power, they're racist, they're a white supremacist. That's the difference. And something else I disliked was how, like, how some of these pro-lifer pages, they tried to turn this thing into about them. Like, I saw some of them on Instagram, under the hashtag defund the police, I saw some baby lives matter type of crap. Like, first off, it's a fetus. Second of all, I don't even... Second of all, why are you caring if someone else would want to have an abortion or not? Like, literally, why? Some people are literally physically unable to bear a baby, else it will kill them and the baby. Why would you want an 11-year-old that was raped to have the baby? Why? That's just cruel. And the thing is, like, pro-choicers, they don't try to... don't Pro-choicers, they aren't trying to force people to have abortions or anything. It's just... It's called pro-choice because it's about pro-choice like literally even some pro-choicers they would never want to have an abortion themselves they would never encourage it they would never want to have it on themselves pro-choice movement is literally just about the choice whether you want to have it or not and not inflicting on someone's personal choice that's why it's called pro-choice and not pro-abortion okay that kind of turned into a pro-choice rant what i'm saying is like um oh yeah something else i noticed about the black lives matter movement I liked how a lot of, if you actually ask um, Google or Siri, if you say, hey, Google or hey, Siri, and ask it if all lives matter, it'll, it will say black lives matter. And that's really cute, really nice. I mean, it's a little step. I mean, I'm not sure if that's going to make that much of a difference, but it's still nice to do, nice thing to hear. And I just really hope a lot more positive change can come from this movement. You've heard all of this stuff coming before, like police re reform, new laws, encouraging diversity, making room for diversity on teams. All of that is coming. So, yeah, and a lot of people are having conversations with their racist relatives, exposing racist students, exposing the racism in our society. And that's great, too. Making room for change. So, yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening to this episode of my podcast. And make sure to tag me if you're listening on Instagram at mind.elixir so that um, I can maybe possibly repost it on my story. And, yeah, thanks. Tell anybody, tell a friend about it if you like it. So, yeah, and make sure to stay tuned for the next episode. Bye.